Welcome to the Diary of a Christian Single Woman, where you hear her innermost thoughts and prayers while also hearing the Lord's response in return. Sit back and relax, grab your journal and pen, pour you a cup of coffee or tea, and go on this journey to self-discovery and growth in the Lord. It's time to spill the tea, sis. So I've been hearing a lot of talk about the five love languages among single people lately. And it really got me thinking about how we as singles are using these languages in relationships. And so for most single people, we use this as a basis for how to communicate with a potential significant other, right? When we're getting to know someone, we typically will ask the question, you know, so what's your love language? (laughs) And then once we find that information out, then there's the scramble to make sure that we cater to that person's love language so that we can show how good of a communicator that we are. And then ensure that the person that we're dealing with feels safe to communicate with us to help to try to build um, open communication, right? So what is the basis for the five love languages? Uh, If you haven't heard this yet, this concept first came onto the scene in 1992 when Gary Chapman, a licensed counselor, discovered a pattern when he was counseling couples and noticed that there were these different relationship languages that when spoken by one person to the other person in the language that makes sense to them, that it would be received better, that the communication and what was being discussed would be received better. And so this concept has definitely taken the world by storm and is used by couples all over the world, you know, to ensure that they are communicating with their partner properly. And so according to Mr. Chapman, there are five love languages. There is words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And so just to give you a brief definition of all of these, words of affirmation is when a person expresses affection through spoken words, praise, and appreciation. Quality time is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. Physical touch is love and affection through physical affection. Acts of service is love and affection through someone doing nice things for them. And then receiving gifts is love and affection through someone giving them gifts. And so if you are interested in finding out what your top love languages are, like if you haven't taken the test yet, you can go to www.the5lovelanguages.com backslash quizzes. Okay. And so typically when you know your love language, it does make it easier to relay to that significant other what your language is so that they know how to communicate with you in the way that you receive love and vice versa. Um, However, it is important to be aware that the five love languages is not the end all be all when it comes to communication. A lot of the times we, you know, will mention, well, this is my love language. And so if the person speaks that, then we're good to go and communicate. We're communicating well. And that is typically not the case, right? You still have to learn how to verbally and non-verbally communicate with one another so that things don't get lost in translation. Um, I do like the quote, 
from Elizabeth Bergeret that says that communication is the lifeline of any relationship. So without proper communication, a relationship will essentially die. (laughs) Uh, There are various ways to communicate with someone in a way that they would receive it, but it takes a mature adult, okay, to be able to do so, a mature adult, all right? (laughs) So my sisters, okay, here is my disclaimer before I continue. I'm a woman, all right, who's called to women, Therefore, what I'm going to say is going to be addressed to the women, okay? This is not a, but this goes both ways conversation today. We typically like to do that. If somebody says something to the women, well, it goes both ways to the men. This is not that conversation right now, okay? So just sit back, take in what I'm about to say, receive what's for you, and don't shoot me, please. I'm just the messenger. (laughs) Okay, so... We are emotional and men are logical. And so women want to be loved. They want to be cherished. We want to be cared for and men want to be respected. And so because I'm an observant person and I like to watch interactions between couples and single people, there are a few things that I observed. And so one main thing that I've noticed is the way in which women tend to communicate with men. Sometimes it seems like we forget that there are people too (laughs) and that they have feelings because we are always or usually or typically in our feelings. And so sometimes we could come off strong to a man because of how we are in life, especially if we're an independent woman who was doing it, you know, like, like we all are, you know, we're single, uh, we may have businesses, you know, we may have like jobs that we are leaders on our jobs and, you know, we may be single mothers and we holding down the home being mom and dad, like we are doing the thing. So because we are typically the bosses of our own lives, we can unintentionally go into a relationship and then carry that with us, not respecting the role that a man is supposed to take in our lives if we feel that this could be, you know, the one that's of someone that has great potential. And so it could be hard for us to take a back seat and concede to the man about anything if we're not aware of how to fully include them in our lives. Um, Another thing I noticed is that when we are talking about something we're passionate about, our voice may go up a few octaves (laughs) and to a man that can register as yelling and disrespect. And so when they get loud or say, you know, you can't talk to me like that, or who do you think you're talking to? We get offensive and be like, I'm talking to you, (laughs) which can make the communication worse, okay? And so this was something that I had to learn directly myself because when I get passionate about something, it may sound like I'm upset or like I'm going off, but I actually am not, like I'm really just talking in my regular tone. But I had an instance with a guy that I was talking to where this happened. Um, I don't even remember what we're talking about, but I started to get passionate about it and my voice raised a few octaves and he automatically hit me with, you will not talk to me like that. I won't allow you to disrespect me. And I came back at him with, well, what are you talking about? I'm not talking to you like anything. We're having a conversation. You know, however, in his mind, my octaves were disrespectful 
And I didn't understand that for, for quite a few years, you know, cause, because I was genuinely confused um, at what he was talking about. Because I was like, I was talking normal. I was just passionate about what I was talking about. But he didn't receive it that way. And so, um, you know, as I've matured in my observations of how men actually like to be communicated with, I've learned that it's okay for me to get my point across without having to go up the octaves. You know, a man will receive what you have to say better when you say it with an even keel tone and maybe just in your regular conversation voice. And so, you know, I always have examples. I actually had the opportunity to try this out on the last guy that I was talking to. Um, we had a situation come up that I wasn't feeling at all. Remember, I talked about this in my last episode, the guy from my last episode, mm-hmm, that one. <laughs> um, and my first reaction to what was happening was not the best at all. Like I'll, I'll admit that, you know, I didn't yell or anything like that. Cause I'm not naturally a yeller. Um, but I was like strong and direct in what I was saying. And so I realized afterwards that I could have handled it better, you know, so I apologized to him and then, and he received my apology and I kept it moving. And then, um, later on, we had the opportunity to talk again after that initial conversation. And while I was listening to his side of things, you know, I kept my responses calm and level-headed And even though I was still extremely frustrated with the situation, it was so frustrating, y'all. Y'all have no idea. (laughs) I didn't raise my voice, not one octave. (laughs) I actually lowered and then softened it so that I personally knew it was like a trigger to myself to keep my tone there. You know, I wanted to ensure that I listened to understand what he was saying and not listening to just respond and then be combative. And so I said everything I had to say to him and then I put it all on the table so that he knew where I stood and I did it all very calmly. And then he was able to receive everything that I had to say and we had a pretty good conversation um, after you know we both got out what we wanted to say. And so even though he said he would reach back out to me, I knew that he wouldn't and I was right. We have not spoken again. However, I am quite proud of myself because even though I was hurt and confused (laughs) by what was happening, I didn't project that onto him. You know, I stayed cool, calm and collected and knew that if we didn't speak again, I didn't leave him with a bad taste in his mouth about me. I was proud that I was able to keep my witness as a Christian. And that's how you should communicate with someone. You know, it's okay to be opinionated and to be passionate about subjects or to be upset and to be angry about things. However, it is not okay to communicate with someone in the way that they can't receive it. It will literally get you nowhere. (laughs) And I've experienced that too, you know, the same way that you want to feel loved by the way that he talks to you is the same way that he wants to be respected in the same way that you talk to him. And so over the past couple of months, I have been hearing uh, men say that when they encounter a woman, all they want is peace. That's all that I have been hearing. That's all that I have been seeing on social media. You know, when questions are asked of men, what do you want from women? Well, I just want a woman to be my peace. They don't want to yell. They don't want to be combative. 
They don't want to be upset. They don't want to make you upset, you know, and this goes for us as well. So if you keep your lines of communication open in a way that's that's uh, non-threatening, then I guarantee you, you will come out of the conversation with a resolve and hopefully a good response, you know. The word of God tells us in Proverbs 15, 1, that a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So let's use the word of God wisely and always communicate with soft words and softer tones. Yes, it's great to know your love language so that you can talk to one another in the way that you receive love. But then also remember that it does go deeper than that. You know, communication has to be a two-way street as well. So if one person is trying to communicate effectively and the other isn't, then this also will wreak havoc in any relationship, including friendships. Um, Coach Tony Gaskin says that communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. Without it, it dies. And so in order to keep your relationship alive, you must be open to communicating effectively. And so how do we make sure that we do this? One big thing, I think, is basically to just create an environment for the other person to be able to express themselves. You know, if you're not open to really hearing what the other person has to say, then they'll just shut down and you'll get nowhere. So I think it's a good idea to present yourself as one who is open to listening and then that what they say will not just be thrown back in their face. So, you know, when you present yourself as I'm open to listening to what you have to say, trust that I will not throw what you say to me back in your face, but I am, you know, willing to listen to understand what it is that you're presenting to me, right? Um, next, as I mentioned earlier, you know, what I did is, and like I just said, really listen to understand what the person is saying and then not to just have a rebuttal. You know, everything does not always require a response or it doesn't require you trying to discount what the person is trying to say. Sometimes silence is the best way. And we don't like to hear that. Like sometimes you don't have to have a response. <laughs> Um, or, you know, if not silence, then ask questions and offer solutions will help as well. Um, for example, you know, in that last situation with the last guy, he was telling me about what he was trying to do in our situation. And instead of me being like, well, I don't understand why you think like that. And that's doing too much. Um, cause you know, that's kind of what I thought. Um, I said, okay, you know, I hear you and I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Have you thought about doing this a different way such as, and then I presented him a solution. And then when I approached him like that, you know, he said, oh, you know, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. That's a good idea. Maybe I should do that. You know? So instead of berating him with what he should have done or how he should have approached the situation, I gave him a different way of looking at things, which kept our conversation moving along peacefully. And so ladies, we are not men, right? And so I've learned that they, that they think completely different <laughs> than us. So it's imperative to take the time to really learn men and how they communicate 
so that you can relate to them in a way that you both can receive. And then so the last way I'll mention, um, there are many, but these are the ones that I've personally done. So I wanted to mention these is to be clear and concise while being warm in your nonverbal communication. And so sisters, let's be honest. A lot of us wear our emotions and how we feel on our faces and in our bodies. I have both my hands raised on this one, okay? (laughs) Because it can be hard, you know, to adjust that in order to maintain calm communication. But I would admonish you to try, you know, if you're in person, then limit the rolling of the eyes, the sucking of the teeth, the neck rolling, the hard sighing, the (laughs) you know, the arms and legs crossed. Like all of this exhibits combative communication and this isn't what we want. Instead, sit facing the person directly, you know, put a hand on their knee or their hand, uh, keep your eyes kind, Give them cues that you're listening by nodding and saying, mm-hmm, as they're talking, but do not interrupt. Let them get out what they're trying to say. This not only shows that you're interested in what they're saying, but that you also respect what they're saying. We, we know that we don't like when we're talking and then someone just interrupts us and cuts us off. Like that gets annoying. Don't do that to them, okay? Try to keep your tone soft. This lets them know that they can really talk to you and that you're not judging them, but you're really willing to work out what the issues are. When it's your turn to speak, don't place blame. Take responsibility for your part in the situation. Apologize where necessary, but also speak your truth in love, like Ephesians 4, 15a says, okay? Be clear and concise, (laughs) stating everything you need to say to get it out of your spirit, but in a way that keeps the conversation as a conversation and not a yelling match. When we can get and keep our emotions in check and communicate effectively, it really does wonders. It really does. And so if you happen to be with a man who is combative and likes to argue instead of respectfully having a conversation, Don't give him the satisfaction, sis. (laughs) While he's doing all of that yelling and carrying on, you know, calmly sit down. Keep your body language open. Give him those mm mm-hmms and head nods while you're really listening to what they're saying behind the yelling. Then you can come back with, okay, I understand that that you're really upset about this. So how about you sit down with me so we can really discuss how you're feeling? What I heard you say is... And then you repeat what you heard them say. And then you ask them, is that correct? That's what I heard you say, correct? And then I guarantee you that your calmness will more than likely do two things, okay? Number one, it may make them angrier, (laughs) at which you should really be considering why you still with them because why would your calmness make somebody else angry? Number two, it could disarm them completely and make them calm down. And then so if number two happens, Now you're in a great space to steer the conversation calmly so that there is a resolution without all of theatrics. But definitely make sure that you inform them that, you know, with all this yelling and stuff going on, that you will not tolerate disrespect 
But what you will do is have a calm, mature, and peaceful adult conversation. And if they cannot do that, then the conversation does not need to be had at that moment. Maybe you need to go step away, take a break, relax, calm down, and then come back to have that conversation. But sisters, do not tolerate disrespect, okay? So ladies, become more aware in your communication and then watch how things start to change for the better. You know, when, like the phrase says, when we know better, we do better. And it's in our power to always do better. And so I hope this was helpful to you today and that you can take something away from this and implement it in your life because it has helped me and I will definitely continue to implement it. So please let me know how it works out for you. And I look forward to spilling some more tea soon. So thank you for listening to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman podcast. Remember, ladies, that God loves you immensely. There are no bounds or restrictions to his love. Always seek his face, hear his voice, and live his word out loud. If you have any questions that you would like to hear addressed on this podcast, you can DM me at the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman podcast page on Facebook. To con- and then we will also continue the discussion live on that same page on Facebook every Monday at 7 p.m. So make sure you get into the group and join it, okay? It is a private group for us to be able to discuss any and everything that pertains to us. Until next time, may the peace of the Lord go with you this week. <laughs>